Ho! I'm Dave McGuire. I'm Paul Root. We are your stream warriors. Welcome to episode five. I mean, how are you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and we watched Arrested Development, so we're on a high right now. We really are. We really are. And uh, we're listening to Michael Jackson want to be starting something. Oh. Because a pilot is the start of something in terms of a television show. Yeah, we're going to be starting something big. That's what we're doing. And speaking of something big that we're starting, we're starting to have repeat guests. Yeah. And somebody who's probably going to end up being a series regular because we got really excellent feedback about this guest. Hooray! Because I married her. (laughs) Bigger. Badder. Better. I'm back. Hashtag raw nuts. Oh, Hashtag wait, did I, were you supposed to introduce me? I'm sorry, I got ahead of myself. Uh, Kathy <laughs> McGuire, welcome back. Hi, thank you for having me. It's lovely to be back. Well, it's lovely to have you back. Absolutely. And I'm this... drinking her beer. Hey! <laughs> That's not part of the deal. Well, thank you. I gave it back to her. That's by popular demand. So, um, Kat, Kat well, let's, uh, let's talk about this beer first off. Mm. Let's, yeah. It's a, uh, it's Hangar 24 Brewery out of the Redlands, California. It's called the uh, Betty IPA. Mm. Hangar 24 for our pilot season episode. Now, to, uh, to describe this bottle for um, folks who are not on Instagram, which, if you are not on Instagram, please... Please get on Instagram. Yeah, it costs less than the $8.66 a month it costs for Netflix, which is where both of these are. And even if you're destitute, like me, you're on Netflix, Instagram is free. Netflix costs $8.66 a month? That includes tax, sir. Oh, okay. That's worth it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, 100% worth it. And now you also get this free entertainment on top of Netflix, on top of Stream Warriors Pod. We're giving Wait, I got paid. You guys, you guys didn't get paid. I didn't get paid. She got paid. Oh, in kisses. That's true. That was so bad. So um. Yes, and. Uh, <laughs> All of your improv training coming in there. <laughs> Thanks, guys. He's got a gun. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so uh, here we are. Love will keep us together, and uh, let's it talk will. about uh, let's talk about Arrested Development. Yeah, we're so we're gonna watch. We're gonna talk about Arrested Development on Netflix, and then we're gonna talk about Cheers, yeah. which is also on Netflix. Before we talk about it, I want to talk about this cocktail that you made because oh, it's yeah. amazing. Yes. Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> this uh, this week's cocktail comes to you courtesy of the Netherlands. Uh, it is Geneva is the spirit, um, and then uh, built on top of that is a desert spice uh, syrup, which was uh, constructed for me by my buddy Dan Kaiser, and I have no idea what's in it. But it uh, tastes like cinnamon and nutmeg and sugar. So yeah, and water. It's like a simple syrup with some spice in it. Yeah, yeah, it, it tastes fantastic. So uh, I got a third of an ounce of that, a third of an ounce of regular simple syrup, two ounces of Geneva, and three quarter ounce of um, uh, lemon, lemon yeah. juice. 
And a lemon, uh, part of a lemon peel. Yeah, I got the lemon peel garnish, and uh, so that's shaken over ice and strained into a coop. What do you call it? We call it a test pilot around here, Paul. I like it. Yeah, that's a pretty good name for it. Alrighty. It's kind of a, it's a twist on an aviation which uh, has uh, Geneva or gin in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can get behind that. That's a good cocktail. Mm-hmm. Test it out. Anyway, uh, we'll give you one minute to pause, and we're back. So uh, <laughs> now enjoy your test pilot with us. Was that pause well, for our yeah. sponsorship? <laughs> so people can make the drink. So people can oh. make the drink. And also decide to to give us sponsorship. Mm. Oh, I see. I while see. they're checking out uh, at Stream Warriors Pod on Instagram, uh-huh. at Stream Warriors on Twitter, yep. and emailing us at streamwarriorspod at gmail.com. That's the one. Well, so our people, listeners, don't have jobs. <laughs> no, I just hope. No, they... Kathy, I don't have a job, and yes, I listened to this fifty times. I hope that they care about this content enough to make time in their social media schedule to get at us. Yes. Well, we're talking about Arrested Development. Let's this is the it. pilot now, Paul. Why, why pick this pilot? Uh couple reasons one i remember that this pilot had been shot multiple ways or at least line readings mm. were done multiple ways it made i i'm not sure if it was or not but it made me feel like it was maybe done on spec like maybe with private money for like multiple networks cable uh networks premium paid networks as well as just basic television um and very early on in our friendship you convinced me to watch this show um, and gave me the first season for my birthday. Oh. Yeah, and I watched it and was hooked, and you and I watched most of the second season t- together. That is true. Actually. I forgot that I gave you the first season, but I do remember watching the second season all together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was good. That was good. Uh, we uh, we really nailed that one on the pop culture spectrum. We sure did. Okay, and that's the end of our program in which... <laughs> And we're back. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so yeah, Arrested Development. Arrested Development. We all watched it super recently. Uh, I was kind of bummed on Netflix that the unaired version with like some of the swears and alternate takes. It's not on Netflix. No. And no, I get they own the version. rights now. They've got one version of the pilot. Yeah, just the the network TV aired version. Yeah. What with... network did it air on originally? Fox. Fox. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember that. And it got moved from different nights and times and just got juggled around through its three seasons, unfortunately. Fox Fox was not kind to this show. Although it did give us a third season when it technically didn't have to. That is absolutely correct, yes. A truncated third season, but a third season nonetheless. You know, I'm going to say personally, I don't know if you guys have watched the fourth, have you? Part of it, we did not finish it. Okay, I thought... The truncated third season and the way that it ended was perfect. Yeah, that was like the three, the best three seasons of TV I think I can remember. And that, and I've watched a lot of TV. Yeah, Panasonic was my babysitter <laughs> as far as I can remember. Yeah, no, I I really loved the way it ended. Um, and uh, but we're not talking about the way it ended. No. We're talking about the way it began. And the way it begins is. Look, Michael, look at what the homosexuals have done to me. <laughs> Lucille Bluth 
possibly my favorite character in tv history she's fantastic isn't she she is and michael bluth played by jason bateman responds you can't just comb that out and reset it yeah about it's her brilliant. hair it's brilliant i mean the joke is like it sets the tone for the whole episode the entire yeah, show the entire show it's it. so good yeah, the introduction to each one of these characters yeah. is flawless i'm so glad that you said that because i wrote down the family intros give you immediate definitive knowledge of who these people are yeah and you don't and you don't really see that in a lot of shows and the narration that's over it um i didn't necessarily expect it to continue through the entire episode i thought it was just kind of setting it up but ron howard's narration uh was really excellent too during that intro yeah it's really good i it's i'm i'm um kind of shocked and i know that we're talking about uh later in the series but not shocked but um interested in how much it changed like, just the way that his dynamic uh, kind of went on through, like, how more, much more involved in the show he became. Um, you know, like, referencing things that were actually happening in the show and referencing the narration and how, how like, incredibly funny that was as opposed to how straightforward the narration in the pilot is. No, I agree. There's also a part where he's where they're talking about a, a, a show within the show that's happening and uh ron howard is digging at the narrator yeah. of that show yeah. and he's like just real crap narration and <laughs> like it's it's really really great but we're getting off topic here sorry uh but it, just that whole first scene that's on the marina hornblower on the on the boat for the boat party for who's gonna take over the the bluth company this family-owned company and uh we get an idea that Lindsay stuck up, Lucille's a B-word and horrible, and the dad is kind of a jerk, and uh, that uh, Buster has these panic attacks, and yeah. Job is a fraud, and you don't realize until well later in the season that Michael is the worst person in the entire family by leaps and <laughs> bounds. That's true, that's true. They're all likable, I feel, in their introduction and who they are. Yeah, they have some flaws, but still... You care about their character already. I do yeah. too. I agree. Way they go. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It's funny. That's uh, uh, and I'll stop after this. But that's what didn't work for me in the fourth season. Is the family was all separated. Oh, okay. And that family dynamic is what makes them interesting and likable and makes the show move. And so for, that's why the fourth series, a uh, fourth season of the series, didn't really get me. Is because the, everything is separated and Michael's kind of going around talking to different people individually. Yeah. Uh, I agree with I agree with what you said completely, Kathy. I just love how every character virtually is a failure. And they, yes. they announce that immediately. Like, Job's a failed magician. Uh, Buster has failed at everything he's ever done. He's a failed student, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that Lucille's a failed mother. That uh, that uh, Lindsay is a failed uh, philanthropist. You know, philanthropist. That mm. Tobias is a failed uh, psychiatrist. That they're all such yeah. failures. Jo- George is a fa- uh, failed uh, business CEO slash child. Oh no, I mean yeah. George. George Michael. <laughs> George Michael is uh, he is a successful frozen banana yeah. salesman <laughs> slash, slash child. child. So uh, before we get like really deep into the episode, I did go deep into the the annals of IMDb, deep into <laughs> the annals for Cheers more so. Not as much for this. Yeah. Part of the reason why this show works so well for me, it's visual humor, it's slapstick, it's dry, it's it's narration, it's uh it's subtitles, it hits every single possible 
like degree or subject of humor that yeah. I've ever imagined in 21 minutes. Yeah. It is incredible. Yeah. And how many times have you seen that pilot? Because I feel that you can watch it a few times and pick up something new every time that you can appreciate. So how many times have you seen it? I've probably seen it seven or eight times now. And you now. still enjoy it? I love it. See? Yeah. I, well, I yeah, watched that's... it two times today. <laughs> I watched it with you guys. Yeah, you, you did. You After did. I watched it at home. I like I I hundred percent agree. I I wrote down here that um, that I keep anticipating the jokes and they all still hit. Like everything, right, yeah. everything I I know is coming, but I'm still laughing at it as it comes anyway because it is just it's so it's it's so it's really warm to revisit all of this and to revisit these people. Um, Kathy, what what is your uh, what's your history re- with Arrested Development? Where did you uh, Where did you first learn about it? Well, I didn't learn about it really until we got married, and you introduced it to me, and you said, "Have you seen the show?" No, not really. I heard about it when it was on. Never really gave it time. Watched it together, loved it, and then we gave it to your brother mm-hmm. and made them watch it. And I feel like it is show. It is a show that I could revisit a few times. Like, I need to revisit it a few times. Because I was saying, there's so many jokes that really hit. And uh, there's so much in, in every episode. So, uh, that was my introduction to it. So, thank you. I mean, if anything, no, that I, was um, the success of our marriage. I, was, I, wow, I yeah. Well, I've only brought Thanks, all Mitch of Hurvitz. this up. Yeah, I've only brought all of this up to uh, point. point out that <laughs> I introduced the both of you to Oh, yeah, that's true. And you so, it's won. just your hubris. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, so Paul, now that we are both brought together at yeah, this point, yeah, you want to go get a beer? Yes, I do. <laughs> Dave, finish this up. Smell you later. You got it. Um, oh, what was Kathy? Dang it, I lost it. Kathy was saying something, and then I, I lost it. I Can lost I bring it. back yeah, the unity jump in. in failure? How you said that everyone has failed. Yeah, and I think that there is this familiar camaraderie. Like, okay, we have all have this in common. It brings us together. We're all failures. There is a comfort in that. And I think that is really compelling because we all have something that has failed in all of us. And to acknowledge that in another family member where you're comparing yourself to them is something that's real. Yeah, no matter matter how awful these people are, they're still relatable. Yes. And it yes. makes you care. Right. Uh, I remembered what I was going to say. I'm so excited. Yay. But that's the gr- uh, great thing about this show is if you watch it through the first three seasons and then you come back to it and watch it again, yeah. you will literally start to pick up stuff from the pilot seven or eight episodes later. Yeah. That it gets re-referenced. Yeah. Like you get rewarded as a viewer watching it. And it's uh, one of the most important things about TV except breakfast. Or is that one of the most important things of what you eat? <laughs> and it is. Yeah. Regardless, Michael asks George Michael, what do we always say is the most important thing? And George Michael says, breakfast. Yeah. And he goes, no. And George and Michael says, no family. And he says, oh, I thought I meant of the things you eat. And I wrote down, liar, it's breakfast anyway. <laughs> I love breakfast saw food. That, did you think, in your mind, did you answer that question, what's the most important thing? Did you think breakfast or family or what did you think? I thought... I probably breakfast. thought women. <laughs> I probably thought ladies. Well, I forgot who I was talking to for a second. Or okay, career. <laughs> My hubris. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote down that the uh, douchiest thing in the world in 2003 was a Segway. Yes. 
<laughs> it really, and Joe rolls up yeah, on yeah. one. It's yeah. 2003, right? Is that when this? I think 2000. Yeah, I think 2003. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, so at that point, when Job rolls up on a Segway to Michael, and Michael, you know, inquires, "Are you going to help me pay for this party?" and Job's like, "I'll do magic," and Michael's yeah. like, "Dad's, you know, handing over the company, not turning six. <laughs> it says directed by Joe and Anthony Russo, yeah, who directed the best superhero movie to date, which is Captain America: Winter Soldier. Yeah, they are directing Avengers: Infinity War one and two. Unbelievable. The director is also on the show, Paul Feig. Yep. Who is doing the remake of Ghostbusters? Right. He did Spy. He did Bridesmaids. Jay Changes Riker, who is from Broken Lizard and did yep. Super Troopers, and Patty Jenkins, who directed Monster yeah. and is directing Wonder Woman. These are the directors that worked on this show. And you went further into Cheers than you did into with IMDb than this. I did. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> pretty I did. deep. I... Thank you. Oh, I his, go deep into the annals. I'm it's his job on this show. His <laughs> job on this show is to make that joke over and over again. Yeah. And to actually go into IMDb and, and then stuff Yeah, up. follow through with the joke. Right. Over yes. and over again. <laughs> and Lucille um is the best and worst person slash character ever. Oh yeah, yeah. She's I love beautiful. her so much. Oh, hey, uh interesting fact, Jessica Walters, uh the voice of the mother on dinosaurs. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. She was on ABC on TGIF, yeah. and as well as the voice of the mother on Archer. Yes. I thought you were going to say Archer. Dinosaurs. Oh, Dinosaurs. Yeah. And as so as I'm Frank reading... Fran Sinclair. So if you, uh, if you guys have um, some time, I'm talking to you, uh, our podcast audience, uh, a guy on, uh, and I can't remember anything about it other than what I'm about to tell you, <laughs> is that a guy on Twitter on New Year's Day... Uh, binge watched all 22 episodes of Dinosaurs. So it was 22 hours. Oh my goodness. No, no, no something like that. I don't remember exactly. That doesn't make sense. But Well, they're like 25. There must have been episodes, like 60 22. episodes or something like that. Okay. And he watched all he watched all of them in a row and then live tweeted the whole thing. Oh my gosh. And it was I I mean some of his tweets are um are just uh, uh, immaculate. So that that's something a piece of culture that I would highly recommend. And it's streaming. Um, I don't know where Dinosaurs is streaming, but you can find it. Way to check that out before coming on our show yeah. about streaming. Yeah, it would be interesting <laughs> to see the progression from the beginning, the middle, and the end of his streaming and his yeah. Uh, yeah. No, he's tweets. Definitely got off the deep end. Uh, hold on. Here we go. Oh, Somebody yeah. take over. Okay. Um, also, I'm watching this this show and thinking about halfway through. I'm thinking about all the shows that I love like and totally neutral and can't stand i've never seen anything like this show mm. i've never seen anything like it no in terms of the narration the cutaway jokes the family dynamic uh, this show is ballsy mm -hmm. like cutting to like you know uh, uh lindsey fiumke uh played by Portia de rossi cutting to her at a fundraiser for who pans off our penises <laughs> so funny. and it's so crazy because so much of it seems so casual it seems so natural just yeah. in the pilot it, everything just immediately makes sense it's yeah. it blows my mind yeah that makes sense to her character it like, does yeah, that wouldn't be abnormal for her to be an advocate for that cause right so it's uh it well one of my favorites is the back rubs 
Oh, <laughs> and the back rubs. Because we all know that person who is the back rubber. You yeah. know, oh. where you see... <laughs> where you see... Or you've been a victim, or... <laughs> and if you don't know who that is, it is you. <laughs> she, just, she just flat out pointed at me, and her eyes got about a mile wide. And I am not that person. If you meet me in person, anyone, or if you're one of the rare people that recognizes me from my work, I am not going to rub your back. I'm going to cut that part out so they don't know. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Aww. You got uh, it, buddy. At this point, uh, right after the back rub... I wrote David fucking Cross. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he's so great, dude. When Buster rubs his back and he turn, he's he's like, "Hey, gang!" And then Buster, "Hey, gang!" Buster, could you not? Hey, gang! He <laughs> goes. He's in, out, in immediately. Yeah, yeah. And like, not I don't know. Missed. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if like Tony Hale ad libbed the back rub. Buster ad libbed the back rub. But the way that he pops in and out, like that, and David Cross, and he's like, "I want to be an actor," and I'm a sucker for it, yeah, as everyone yeah. knows that listens to this show. Myself and everyone else in the world, we're all suckers. I am a sucker for actors making fun of the craft of acting in TV and movies. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, and he, uh, I mean, he does probably the best job of that that I can think of in well anywhere. I mean, his. His quad headshot or whatever. Oh my gosh, yes. That comes out later down the line. Uh, so, so very funny. It's probably written by some geek Simpsons writer's kid. <laughs> line from the show later yeah, on. Yeah, Krusty right. the Clown has one of those headshots as well, which you can watch streaming on the FXX live streaming in Simpsons, Simpsons World. World. Getting to the end here when uh, George is giving the company up to the family and he says... And the sexiest creature I have ever <laughs> laid eyes on. And, yes. it, and the camera pans to, to yes, Jason Bateman, yeah, to, Michael, to Michael. And he's like, what? Well, well he's yeah, going to okay. take it. He's, he's going like, to take it. Yeah, okay. I'll take like, it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with it. I'm... Okay, Dad. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, yeah. He was like, he was on board for the first two, which were the hardest working person I know and the most important person in the company or my yep. favorite Bluth or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then it, the sexiest one rolls around and he's like, well, I'll still take it. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's reluctant, but he, he does that that piece of physical mm-hmm. acting in, in the in Jason Bateman's eyes. It's so, Very so subtle, good. but effective. Absolutely. Yeah, you appreciate that in your actors. What else you got, honey? Um, well, Tobias with his socks I was and talking to socks. Paul. <laughs> no, I, oh, I wasn't. Go ahead, go ahead. Here. I was gonna say, is it sad that normally we're not on that this podcast? That that's exactly how real, how it is in the RL oh, in uh, real yeah. life. IRL. See, right. I don't listen to the podcast. So Sorry, I. Don't know. I, I oh no! Oh, Leave it to the other two hundred listeners, two hundred yeah. plus listeners, two hundred thousand. Digest, digest. Billions. No, but Tobias with the socks and the Birkenstocks, perfect for his character when he's up there. I was like, yes, again, we all know those people who rub the backs, who wear the socks with the Birkenstocks. So very relatable. I love you, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) So immediately identifiable. It keeps us in where the story is, does not take us out, and just keeps pulling us in because we can relate to. Yeah. The characters or what they're about, what they're wearing, how they're acting. Brilliant writing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, my last few thoughts. uh, The kids are almost immediately charming. 
Yeah. And the joke where Job says, are those police boats? And the kids break up and George Michael goes, I knew it was illegal! When they're, <laughs> when uh, the two cousins, seemingly cousins, are kissing. Um, and this is Tony Hale's best moment of this episode, in my opinion, is right here. He's taking some business, or right before, uh, or, or right after. Yeah, he's, and so there uh, He's the taking jail. some business classes. What kind of business classes are those, Dave? Those are 18th century agrarian business, but I guess the principles are all the same. Yeah. If I were worried about anything, what would I be worried about? An uprising. Is anyone worried about an uprising? <laughs> well, I uh, thought when he was in the chair where his father's position, and each scene, like, he starts sinking, yeah. sinking, sinking. Uh, I was so like, good. does that mean something? Like, is that way too deep or too heavy? Like, he's there sinking. <laughs> yeah, he, just, he's uh, slink he's slinking down because yeah. of his uh, social anxiety. Yeah, yeah he is. But just like, oh man, they're going down. They're all going down. So yeah. I just thought that that was funny. I mean, there's like I said, there's so much to pick apart. Maybe too much. I know, Maybe yeah, reading too much into it. I I also love when uh, when uh, Michael visits his father now that he's in prison. And that movie Double Jeopardy was still kind of a thing at this point. Oh, yeah. And uh, George says, uh, you oh, can't yeah. arrest a husband and wife for the same crime. And Michael's like, I don't think that's right. And he's like, I've got the worst friggin' attorneys. And it ends up being Henry Winkler. <laughs> yes. like, later on, we yes. find out that it's the Fonz. Oh, it's his attorney. Yeah. And the, the closing... Uh, the, the the toward the closing when Lucille's talking about how her husband can't work their shredder yeah after he's been yeah. accused of embezzling money from his company that's what she says and destroying evidence <laughs> so funny and the closing character montages yeah. that are bits that close the episode akin to the opening oh yeah. yeah I mean that just makes you immediately want to lead into the next episode right because you want to know how did the dad get to where he's so comfortable in prison you know like that is yeah. so great you get that you yeah you get that uh, no, tobias's uh, moment up on stage there is fantastic yes so good and then, uh, oh, maybe in the shower is like <laughs> singing Britney Spears and George Michael's yeah. just in agony because he's in like, love with his cousin. Bed, maybe. And I love how they introduce that. I mean, they introduce something that pays off uh, two years down the road when he says, uh, oh, you're my cousin. And she answers, maybe. Right. That's what I'm it's, talking about. It, I mean, the whole thing works so well. Spoilers. Wait, is that a spoiler for anybody? I sure. Is hope this another one of those things where we're like, so. the show ended ten years yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah. Come yeah, on, you had time. Exactly. Okay. Any uh, final thoughts? Arrested Development. You'll it's brilliant. It's one it. of the greatest sitcoms ever. If you haven't watched it or you haven't watched it in a while, do it. Please watch it again. I, I, I it was, it was like revisiting old friends. Like, it is watching that show. And just and and being there with those characters in that that setting, and with of course uh, construction captain or transportation captain Greg Tiny Hamlin, who I would watch. <laughs> I would watch for his name uh, after every episode, just because I loved the tiny in quotations. It's great. Yeah, I do love that. All right, uh, cheers, everybody. Oh, oh cheers, well, sir. How appropriate. Hey aired like 1982 is when it started yeah that show was the lowest rated show the night that it aired it aired 77th out of 77 in the nielsen ratings the wow. night that it aired 
That show aired for 11 seasons and 271 episodes on NBC. Unbelievable. Crazy. I, I can't lay it. Okay, so I, I, don't, how, I don't know how it picked up afterwards. I also don't understand why it would have been so low rated when it premiered. Um, I don't, I don't know anything about where Ted Danson or Shelley Long or anybody was, were they just, uh, nobody's? I think they were like fairly unknown at that point. I don't think there was, there was like any quote unquote, like proven commodity on that show at that point. I think mostly in like the seventies and eighties, um, and even into the nineties, like people that weren't necessarily known. I mean, now that, uh, the entertainment business, especially movie and TV business is so saturated, uh, with people who used to be movie stars or mainstream TV stars or whatever that are willing to do uh, TV work now and whatnot. Like, you don't see as many unknowns. And, of course, uh, people don't want to invest money on the uh, network or studio side unless there's a proven commodity. Sure. But as far as I know, like, the, these guys hadn't done a ton, a ton before this. This was, like, a launching pad for most of the people that were on this show. Yeah, um... That's that. It's really interesting that you say that about like a quote unquote movie star or whatever, because um, I read uh, in my uh, little tiny bit of research for this that John Lithgow was originally supposed to play Frasier. No way. Yeah, that's true. And that he had just come off of like a couple of starring roles in different features. Yeah, like Harry and the Hendersons and yeah. stuff would have been around when Frasier came on to Cheers. And he goes, uh, ah, TV, I'm not going to do the small screen and ends wow. up doing like eight years or whatever on Thirty Rock, Third, uh, third Rock, Third, third Rock, yeah, and then he and he did Dexter. Yeah, yeah. I, he's a brilliant actor. Oh, I like, love I, it. Yeah. I understand that. Well, we've all seen Cliffhanger. We sure have. Ooh, the opening scene just Cliffhanger. Speaking of, David McGuire, correct prediction on our previous episode for Huzzah! Sylvester Stallone winning Best Supporting. Now, uh, to be fair. It was you who told me about that prediction about a minute before we went on the it air. It was, I know. And if you listen to me, I laugh because I'm stealing your prediction. <laughs> it's okay. Um, it's but okay. I just thought, I mean, it's like John Lithgow to Cheers to Cliffhanger to yeah. Sylvester Stallone to, Gold, to Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Great job, guys. So thanks, everybody. Maybe what? let's get into the actual anyway, episode now. <laughs> cheers. So the very first thing that I wrote down was saxophone. And I miss the saxophone. Nobody plays it anymore except for that one song that came out pretty recently by M80 or whatever they're called, M83. Bill Clinton? Uh, Bill Clinton played the <laughs> saxophone. But I miss the saxophone as an element of uh, of TV or and or popular music. Saxophone. Yeah, yeah. You should bring I it back, Dave. Like, it, uh, I can't play the get saxophone. Some, well, get some lessons. Do you have time? <laughs> yeah. I don't have the what? Uh, I, I wrote down, uh, why does this extended uh, Cheers theme make me want to watch too many cooks right now? Am I sick? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> too oh, many man. cooks. So the, uh, the, yeah, so to, to set the episode up, the, there's a cold open where uh, Sam, uh, played by the uh, incomparable Ted Danson. The, the guy who just now got another starring role in another series, which I don't You're think kidding, he's been really? not in a starring role. Yeah. Uh, he's in a starring role in a series with the guy who was the showrunner on Parks and Rec with, and Kristen Bell's co-starring. <gasps> wow. I, that guy has gone from major successful series to major series. Like, 
I can't remember when that guy was not starring in a show on so major we got network TV. Is Cheers. this a phrase? Is Hanson dancing a phrase? It is now. I saw him, I was handsome like, dancing. Hashtag Ronuts. Hashtag right. handsome dancing. I was like, All right. <laughs> so we My got... 1982 fetus self. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was I was born in 1982. Hashtag fetus self. <laughs> like you are, you're uh, ki- you're killing. I'm sorry. You wanna you wanna make a point? I'm Keep going. going. No no no. Screw him. Yeah. No, whatever. No, Walk no. all over me. No no. Please please go. No no no. I I was just gonna. I so was... the kid comes into the bar. The red jacket kid. The right. young kid. Who is acting? Oh yeah, that kid is owning his moment oh, on a yeah. t- on a sitcom, and he anticipates a couple of the moments he's gonna have yeah. so hard. Yeah, yeah, his looks back and forth across stage as he enters, like, yeah, is like just the oh. yeah. I mean, it, it it it's a throwback. I mean, it reminded me. There's so many elements of this show, and this is what I really love about this is that our uh, what two episodes ago, or was it last episode? That Kathy was on last episode. Last episode. Just, just Lucille's the in the mist, brother. So sorry, guys. So the last. <laughs> so this is what I love about this is that they, like Cheers provides s- such a great um, bridge between um, I Love Lucy and Arrested Development. Like there is there there are so many elements that uh, that fit with that style of acting and so many elements that fit with the style of writing that's going to come that many years later in Arrested Development. That's yes. interesting that you say that because a few times I don't know if it's just because we saw um, I Love Lucy, but Shelley Long did some things. I was like, oh, I feel like that was a Lucille Ball look yeah. or um, motion. Yeah. And, I, you know, that's interesting that you say that. From the annals of IMDb, <laughs> uh, Lucille Ball loved Cheers. Oh, really? And they planned on having her guest as Shelley Long's mother. And then Lucille, oh. Lucille Ball was like, you know what? Everybody's just going to see me as Lucy. Yeah. I, I don't want to take away from this amazing show. I'm just going to... You guys, you guys do your thing. Wow. I just want to watch the show. I love it. That's... And speaking of Lucille Ball and tying all this together... So we were talking about the the live studio audience or, or canned laughter or whatever on right, I right. Love Lucy. There's a big controversy about Cheers about the live studio audience. So the kid the kid that comes in the underage kid in the red jacket that it's anticipating and whatnot, he uh, he's like you know uh, Ted Dance and Sam Malone says uh, oh so you fought in Vietnam how was that and the kid says oh it was gross and he's like oh yeah I'm not gonna give you a beer and the the uh, the kid's like. Uh, Oh, thanks. That's the thanks we get. And you can tell by the audience reaction, there's some people that are hesitant to laugh and like, oh, because that was an edgy <laughs> joke in 82. It kind was. Of. And uh, you could tell that was a live studio audience. And by season three, Cheers started having a different cast member or producer introduce the show that says Cheers is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Really? To tell people... There's a reason why there's a wall missing and why this is shot the way that it is is because if we showed you this other angle, it's 200 people sitting watching the show being recorded. Oh, wow. I miss theme songs and it made me actually yes. kind of mm-hmm. uh, like sad for theme songs, um, but also appreciate Kimmy Schmidt and how oh well my God, I love like, that. She, yeah. that show has reintroduced the theme song. And I don't know. I mean, that's what I really like about 30 Rock. Was that they had an opening title? Yeah, they had an opening title sequence. Um, in and, and I mean, so many shows did away with that, 
And I guess that there was a time when it got ridiculous and overlong, and and that's what like uh, I uh, um, too many cooks. Yes, is, was making fun was of. Making yeah. fun yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Family Matters, Full House. But see, this is this is sort of where I'm coming um, uh, off of all of this on uh, two cheers. Is that I I think I grew up in a pretty dumb time in sitcoms, <laughs> right? And so, like, I, like, I, I don't know, can I appreciate the dinosaurs and step-by-step Step and family matters for what they were? Maybe in terms of, or Perfect Strangers, maybe going back oh, a little bit yes. earlier. I mean, I love Perfect <laughs> Strangers, and I don't know, like, TGIF kind of stuff, which was really the only sitcoms that I was well-versed in because of when I was born. Mm-hmm. And so, but I watched this and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this, this format has something to offer. It does. And it had something to offer. And would like, this was a mastery of this format. And just in the pilot. Well, which, and they shortened it later on in the series, but uh, the, the theme got a lot shorter moving forward, but it was still really effective. And it still used the same basic like melody and song. And it used those awesome still yeah. photos and artist renditions and so like it was it was great although that tipsy dude at the end i feel like i would have punched him <laughs> he's so cocky oh, the one with the wedding ring no no, is... no 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 i'm di- at the end of the theme song when he's oh there's the dude who's got like a bowler hat on well-dressed man but uh he's got like that like tipsy look on his face and then uh he's, he's tipping back a, a drink Yes. You don't know yeah, who I'm yeah. talking about. The very oh, last yeah, one where yeah, it says Charles great. and Charles and Burroughs. And I, think, I think that guy probably was just an insufferable person. He like was probably an insufferable life. prig. Yes. <laughs> yes. In real life. With my poop, my poop, poop mouth. Your poop mouth. My, my poop mouth. Um, so right after the opening credits, um, we've met Diane and her fiance. We've met Sam, a couple other people in the bar. And nobody's around, and the phone starts ringing, and Diane, Shelley Long, answers the phone. And I'm like, what the hell? Who the hell? Is this an East Coast thing? Who the hell answers the (laughs) business phone at a bar, restaurant, store? Like, she goes up and she's like, hello. Like, if I walked out, I'd be like, what the hell are you doing on my phone? Yeah, yeah, what are you doing on my phone? What's going on? It's her personality, though, that is something about her that would make her feel, I can't let this phone go unanswered. Yeah, but I don't like people playing on my phone. I would have slapped the phone out of hand. So I keep surreal. Keep no, no, no. I like I that actually that makes a whole lot of sense, Kathy. Like, uh, oh, that's the nicest thing you've ever said. To me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and I was at your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I also did write down how does uh, Sam's hair stay like that? <laughs> oh, there's an answer to that, but I'll let other people dig into it. Oh. It's a hair piece. That's the rumor. That's the rumor. I don't know. It's a hairpiece, so says the internets. Mm. Um, Yeah, so, uh, Kathy. Well, no, I was going to say, what time does this bar open? Because the kid came in. Yeah. So, that's a rookie move. You come Mm -hmm. in by yourself. Mm -hmm. No one else is around. All the attention's on him. So, it's just really interesting to me about uh, the timing of this bar and when people come in and how it's it's introduced. It's, It's... it's yeah, fun. Sam was just like stocking like clean coffee cups. Yeah, I think at that moment. So it must be like right when they open it, like either late morning, early afternoon, or whatnot. But I really like that. Like, there's there are the different crowds that come in, and this is something yes. that you pointed out while you were watching it. 
is that um, you know you had your after work crowd come in, um, mm-hmm. and then uh, later, much later, you had the post show or post party crowd come yep. in, mm-hmm. and they were like the extras were handled I think really well because you know you had this mix of. Uh, blue collar and sort of lower white collar workers who came in after work right and then your higher class folks who are dressed very nicely coming in after after the show or after yeah. the party or whatever um but i really liked how that was handled to to speak to the you know opening part of the bar yeah did you think that was after sam got done at mime class i love that joke yeah, yeah it's funny. No, funny when uh Di- when he's when diane's answer answers the phone and Sam's like making motions like I was getting a haircut and Diane's like he's at mime class. Yeah. And it's a you don't know at that point is she is she just like really dense yeah. or is she making it or is this a joke? And I think you find out later on that she's obviously like joking around and giving him a hard time by saying the mime class thing to the person on the phone. Yeah. I mean, this show's really well written. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really great jokes. And they're very rapid fire. Yeah. They're really well that. delivered. Uh, it's very like a quippy. It's extremely quotable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely. So a um, couple of things uh, that um, I, I thought that are vestiges of a time that like if I showed um this uh show to my kids in 10 years or whatever when it's going to be appropriate for them to watch this show um you know are they're not going to know what a tv repairman is nope nope (laughs) uh that's not going to be a joke that lands with them the whole thing about there being a phone that is detached from a person uh, is also yeah. going to be. I mean, you guys totally don't have a home foreign. phone. I don't have a home phone. No, who does? My parents are talking about disconnecting their yeah. home phone. Mm-hmm. But it's all going to be like that's all going to be vestiges of a past. Mm-hmm. They have no idea, or the uh, the just the idea of being disconnected from people, like mm-hmm. where he can go off and not text her, you know, to let yes. her know that he's coming back, or you know, she can't text him to let. To ask him when he's going. Yeah, the fiance know. with the amazing yeah. eyebrows, Professor oh, yeah. Schmorgisbord, or whatever the hell his name is, ha- tells yeah. her to sit and wait at the bar for him. Right. And he leaves to go see his ex-wife. Yeah. And yeah, she has to sit there at the bar and wait for him to come back or a phone call or she can't go anywhere. She's yeah. basically chained to that bar at that but point. But what a bar to be stuck at. I mean, <laughs> right? there's yeah. a bar right? that you want to hang out at, that would be it. And charming characters... All of them are very dynamic and very compelling and enjoyable. I immediately wanted to be at that bar. I did too. I wrote that down. I was like, why am I like working on like being an actor or or working at this even remotely? Why don't I just get some job that I hate and show up every day after work and be a bar fly? This is my new dream. Like I watched this show and I was like, this is... Revelation. Or the two of us could parlay all of our podcast money and buy a bar together. So the money in our wallets? That, well, I don't yeah. have any. I, I think I have like $18. Oh, okay. That should do it. You We're doing it. Yeah. We're, doing We're doing it. We're doing it, guys. Yeah. Uh, I also, I, I wrote down that like uh, Sam and Diane, the chemistry between those yes. two is immediately noticeable. It works. It, it really works. does. You really believe that there's some sort of sexual tension, attraction, opposites attract kind of a thing between those two. Oh, what is that line? The magnificent pagan beast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he says, yeah, but what's the message? Yeah, what's the yeah. message? Oh, like the, the delivery. Yeah, Perfect beautifully delivery. written joke. Um, Beautifully written joke, great delivery, 
there's a lot of his reactions and things like that that I th- like, like feel to me like a throwback in acting. Yeah. Like, that aren't sort of that natural reaction, but sort of the TV reaction that I think you'd expect in the early 80s or whatever. But it's extremely palatable and so well very done. believable. Yeah, not, not at all. I'm not criticizing it in any way. I'm just saying, like, in the same way that I don't criticize the acting that was in uh, I Love Lucy... I'm saying that it there there is such there's a real um, uh, there's a real palpable sense of this being a different style of acting. No, the a perfect example is when the professor and Diane, you know, come into the bar and blah 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 their engagement and all this stuff, and they ask who's stupider to Sam to Ted Danson, and he says that's too close to call. Yeah, like it, yeah, it, it that is a perfect example of that of what we've been talking about. Now, on the other hand, then. When um, Diane makes a joke to the professor, and he kind of laughs a little yes. bit afterwards. I can't remember what the joke is. but uh, Something about when they're going to fly to Barbados, and she says the pilot knows oh, the, the way. Oh, the pilot knows the yeah. way. Great, yeah. thank you. Um, that she, uh, um, that, that his reaction to her is, I feel, like, m- much more modern than any of yes. the reactions that uh, had taken place so far. Like, you know, it's... So I, I really I really appreciated the um, uh, the modernity and also the like just the solid sitcom acting that was going on in this show. Yeah, I when the professor was saying that symbols are important. Uh, oh, about the, end, the ring. About the ring, but he like I think he put his hand on his shoulders if I remember correctly. He's like, no symbols are important. I was like, oh, that's telling. Like that's that's interesting. The symbols are important because you see the cheers slogan and it's you know that's a, that's an important symbol maybe i'm getting too deep in this no podcast. no i, I just, like this i feel like, like the song is a symbol it's important the bar everything like about what's leading at what not leading that leading into what's following is a symbol you important. belong on a different podcast well what, what what she's saying actually <laughs> so that set still exists it was uh, on display at a museum and you could walk around in it and oh, really? it's like locked away somewhere waiting for another larger museum mm-hmm. so people can like come out look at it enjoy it so on mm-hmm. and so forth so i mean i i agree there are a lot uh it's uh uh god rest him the the actor who played coach yeah he passed away not too deep into the show and they hung a, a photo of a of a, like a native american chief um in the show like by the door above the bar or whatnot and one of the last images in the show is is ted danson adjusting and and um, you know, re- making sure that that photo is perfect. There, there, there is a fair amount of like uh, symbolism or things that yeah. you remember, things that are very um, intentional. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think in the show, and yeah, the the image of that drunken guy that you want to beat up, Dave, or <laughs> or uh, or uh, or that bar, or the even the font of Cheers. Like, yeah, that yeah, all is like ingrained I mean. in me. Yeah. yeah, and I started watching that like in, as a preteen. You know, in the middle of the night during Mm -hmm. the summer when I was off from school, when I was allowed to stay up as late as I wanted. And it was off the air at that point. That's Mm -hmm. great. Yeah, no, I uh, I was never allowed to watch it. So I don't... I can see why. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know that... uh, I don't know that I've seen more than like two or three episodes uh, in a, you know, like full full-length episodes and this uh i this is fantastic on that note of not being allowed to watch it and multiple episodes i think i know part of the reason why i actually wasn't allowed to watch it when i was younger and stayed up later than my dad and watched it 
was jokes like, uh, you know, Diane's like, don't get into my personal life. And Sam's like, okay, she's a hooker. Yeah. Like, yeah. To everybody in the bar about Diane. And after watching the pilot, I watched two more episodes of this show. Oh, really? That I didn't have to watch. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I yeah. really enjoyed it. I, I actually am going to start watching the show. I think this is a show that I think we're going to start watching. Oh, live. I could totally binge watch Cheers. And yeah, that's yeah. what Netflix is for. I mean, these are two very binge watchable shows. Yeah. If you haven't watched them in a long time or whatever. I think, I think actually, and this is, uh, I'm going to derail uh, things uh, for a second right here, but this is actually the reason that people should listen to this show <laughs> is because <laughs> we can get into this kind of stuff and, and can uh, tell you about, you know, things that maybe just are just on the periphery of your, your pop culture memory or just, uh, on, and you can get into these things for free on, you know, for, on services that you're already paying for. That's what yeah. I said. That was well said. I actually felt your passion and through what you were talking about right now. It just it's it's very attractive. Oh, oh wow. This Podcast just... over. Dave, what happened to your pants? Wait, hello? This is just it's just me now. So coolest nickname ever is Sam Mayday Malone. Mayday Malone. Coolest yeah. nickname ever. Ever. Yeah, well, he's a relief pitcher. Right. I, I, it I, was, I mean, they, so we find out that Ted Danson's character, Sam, who owns the bar as the head bartender at, at Cheers at the bar, was a pitcher for the Boston Red Sox and apparently had an elbow problem, which you start to believe is probably like, uh, probably needed Tommy John surgery before that existed. But, uh, well, they I thought say he had an alcohol problem. Well, I think it was. I thought it was a combination of both, the way they alluded yeah, to I it. Yeah, I thought it was. A I thought it was both. On a, yeah. I, I mean, I could be oh, wrong. Fair enough. Little, fair enough right. But um, uh, I love that nickname, man. I loved Coach so much. Like, oh yeah, I did too. I what did was too. that gag where the they where call, it says sorry, his name? Yeah. yeah. No, you go ahead. No, what I because I don't I would say it, but I don't remember his name. He's like, oh <laughs> I don't hi. His name. <laughs> no, I mean it. I don't remember his name. <laughs> What was the context of it? Well, he's on the phone. He says, hey, is there, a, you know, Dave Schmidt around here? And they're like, coach, that's you. He's like, oh, speaking. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. And the joke about the book. Oh, yeah, He's yeah. like, yeah, this oh, book. Yes. And that was a running joke, I think, through the series. But he's been, he's been trying to finish this book for like a decade. Oh, that's really funny. Because they actually reference uh, it's a joke like that on news radio. Like uh, oh, 15 another years great later. show. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That probably got a lot of its inspiration from Cheers. Oh, I yeah. I can imagine that if you would ask the showrunners, producers, writers, what shows inspired them to create great shows. And I, I can imagine that Cheers. I think Cheers is on a lot yeah, of those lists. That's a good point. Top of the list. Now, so, so to uh, spiral off of that, um, is this the beginning of this format where there's like a, um, a big event that sort of sets up the rest of the show? Now, this is interesting to me because, um, you know, I watched the pilot for Dick Van Dyke and there's nothing like that. This is just sort of like establishing the world and, and uh, showing that he works at a... Um, you know, on a TV show, and there's nothing like enormous that happens. You know, like uh, Diane getting jilted by her fiance, or um, uh, Rachel getting left at the altar, or um, you know, oh uh, friends, yeah, right? or Dave uh, Dave Foley getting that. hired as the new news director in uh, on news radio. Like these are like when I think about sitcoms, I think about like big events that like sort of like that become the basis of the show 
And so this is this to me. I I don't know. Is this the one that started all of that? I don't know. Maybe. Um. I. Th- I an- another thing that I read during my research was that uh, uh, in the early early nineties, toward the end of the show, there was a storyline that got thrown out about Sam finding out a woman he had been with had like HIV, and they oh, were going to wow. do it as a cliffhanger, Ooh. and they ended up not touching it. Um. But that was something that I guess got tossed around the writers' room. And but I I agree like that uh like the whole like I think almost anybody approximately my age or older n- understands what Sam and Diane means yeah what it references yes yeah. uh, and uh, like I I think of like so I think it's so many moments mostly with Woody Harrelson because I could kind of relate to him and I thought he was really funny when I was a kid it's crazy to me that that's where he's go- got his start. And how incredible of an actor that guy is. Yeah, yeah. And uh, John Ratzenberger was actually not supposed to be on the show. The guy who plays Cliff the Mailman. Oh, yeah. He auditioned for Norm, and they're like, we've got a great guy for Norm. Like, you're not the right guy. Yada, yada, yada. And John Ratzenberger was like, yeah, but is there, like, that barfly who's just a know-it-all, who's just that super smart guy, who's the Paul Root of the bar that has something (laughs) to say about everything? And uh, they were like, no. And he ad-libbed like a character on the spot and they wrote him into the show and the role got bigger and bigger and more important, wow. which is uh, really, really amazing. But like, I think it was like, an, uh, it was kind of, the show was kind of an event show in terms of how many actors got really big off of it or got their start off of it, as well as like storylines and being referential and uh, pop culture and all those things. I'll tell you, one, one of the uh, jokes that really stood out to me was when uh, she says that she doesn't talk to bartenders, and he says, I know, one's trying to move into my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. That was like, that joke is like so, I for 1982, like to, to, yes. have, a, to have a race-based joke on a, on a show that is... Oh, dude, it was crazy. I, like, it shocked me the second time watching yeah. it today. Yeah. No, I was, that was great. That was great. Um, I uh, highly recommend it. I, yeah, I'm going to start watch watching more. it. Yeah. I might tonight. watch another episode tonight. All right. I think you guys should. Um, I, I got to say the other the other couple things for me. Um, I, there were so many misdirection jokes in this show. I didn't yes. see where a lot of it was coming. It was really, really good. Like you think it's going to be one thing and it's like, boom, it's another thing. Yeah, especially at the end where the couple comes in and... She's like, okay, full disclosure, you're my first customers. And when she sits down yeah. and starts talking with them, I immediately started laughing because for me, if a bartender or a waitress does that, I'm like, yes, it's great. Like, we want to yeah. get to know you yeah. and engage and, you know, let's meet up afterwards or tell <laughs> right? your story, which I've done. Anyway, uh, but then to find out that they don't speak English. Yeah, yeah. That was so good. We need police. Our luggage was stolen. Like, I did not see that coming at no. all. No. And, uh, like, well, see, I'm sorry to cut you no, off, no. but you see the look on Sam's face. Like, good job. Go for it. Yeah. And he's kind of like overlooking a little concern, but with a little bit of confidence. Like, you can do it. And then to have that outcome was very satisfying yeah. at the end of a pilot. I love that payoff. It was really yeah. good. Yes. And like that that coach and Sam and Carla were all watching it happen. Beautiful. Right. I'm sorry. Awesome. No, no, no. Please go. No, no, no. Beautiful end. Yeah. We're done. It was great. Um so we have some really, really, really excellent guests lined up. Like 
I'll just say some Twitter handles, maybe. At Jessica E. Martin on Twitter, at Aspiring Luis. We've got some awesome guests coming up, as well as our new, probably, series regular uh, at Podgorita. That's Kathy, who's going to join us pretty frequently uh, because we and you uh, love her. Yeah. She's it's wonderful. Yeah. And I'm right here in the room. She so is. Within uh, punching distance. So, she uh, has <laughs> hit us a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, and also on the note of pilot season, uh, you can catch me on the pilot episode of Legit, which is available sc- streaming on Netflix or on the FXX uh, app. Uh, I had a really great role in that as a British drug addict who meets uh, the star of the show, Jim Jeffries, in that show. I had to... Uh, 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 sniff Infamil up my nose Whoa. the whole deal and basically got myself and the other three characters that played like British guys at this uh, bunny ranch got oh, yeah, pretty yeah. much completely cut out of the show yeah. but it was a lot of fun Jim Jeffries is a great guy Peter O'Fallon the director was awesome it was a really really fun um, experience as well as uh, again please uh, I've seen a huge spike in uh, views which is awesome and uh, please keep checking out uh, Dot the Series D-O-T-T T-H-E-S-E-R-I-E-S dot the series dot com. Uh, that is the um, uh, proof of concept uh, pilot that I produced and did uh, some starring role type stuff on. And you were great. Thanks, I man. Want, I wanted to go to series. Yeah, me too. So I'd do like a couple to see other people, what apparently. happens. Yeah. Are you, I keep asking you and you won't tell me. No. Well, uh, we well hey. Aliens. Oh. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, bro. Finally, aliens in something. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, anyway, get us uh, get us on the um, on the social medias. Uh, Stream Warriors Pod on uh, Instagram, at Stream Warriors on Twitter, and Stream Warriors Pod at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Rest in peace, Mr. Bowie. Oh. Indeed. Uh, we are the Stream Warriors. Until next time, don't you go dying on us.